All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dismantling the Ivory Tower podcast. Today, uh, we are continuing our ongoing discussion, celebration, conversation around the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Yeah, I am yeah. joined by my co-host, Dr. Clifford C. Meeks. How you doing, Doc? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Peace, everybody. And we have a legend in the house today. We got Professor Griff. Absolutely. Coming in here to help us talk about hip hop and bring his life experience to the conversation. How you doing, Griff? Um, I'm all right. My voice is not as smooth as Mr. Meeks did. <laughs> he, got, he got the radio voice. Yeah, he the does. V103 I, I've been voice. telling him that. Yeah. I've been telling him that. <laughs> <laughs> so just to get started, you know, we got a lot of younger listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with your work. So if you could kind of give some of your origin story and just tell us kind of who you are, how you came up, um, and what you, you know, what you want people to know about you. Man, that's a $10 million question. <laughs> it is. And I'm sure you don't have time for me to answer all of them questions that you put in that one paragraph. <laughs> Just the origin story question alone, man. It's like. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we're here for it. We got as much time as you have. Uh, yeah. You don't got two weeks, bro. <laughs> you don't <have> two weeks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, in a nutshell, I, I tend to start out these kind of conversations with something very plain and very simple, just as a reference point. Um, I am my father's son, and I'm my son's father. Okay. Um, just to let you know, everything else coming after that in this conversation is probably less important. <laughs> I'm somebody's dad, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. somebody's son. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. And then I grew to be somebody's brother, sister, cousin, nephew, husband, Mm-hmm. Protector, all of those beautiful things um, that everything else I'm bringing to the table is secondary. Yeah. Okay. So the whole idea of helping formulate a group like Public Enemy mm-hmm. um, in Roosevelt, Long Island, New York, um, in the time that we did it, you're talking about formulating it um, late 70s, early 80s, and then it actually happened in. 85, 86, first album coming out in 87. Yeah. So you're talking about hip-hop was was already kind of developed and developing. Right. It's just that what we contributed to the idea of hip-hop, we didn't necessarily see represented. represented. And that was the idea of the level of consciousness that we wanted to bring mm-hmm. to the table, the, the level of revolutionary activism. Right. The, the level of... Um, um, just entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this uh, whether the record company do it or not. Yeah. Um, the idea of protest, the idea of um, speaking truth to power on wax and not really caring what the execs had to say. Right. You understand right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so that was our humble and not so humble beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Given a budget of less than $10,000 to do an album is yeah. unheard of. Ten thousand. Yeah. That's yeah. that's Ooh, you make wreck what singles off of that now. Yeah. Wow. And, and then wow. even the second album between fourteen and twenty eight, I think it was. Really? But you and still then, did it. That's the thing. Pulled it off. Yeah, that's the reason why I'm making that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did yeah. it right. because yeah. the first album was called Yo Bum Rush the Show. Yeah. And we was gonna bum rush it regardless. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah that's our humble beginnings. And then just to end that question off. Um, I played the role of um, leader of a militant 
organized, militant, not only physical, but a, a militant mindset. Uh, it was called the S1W, security of the first world, mm -hmm. because we were written in as third world people. Mm. And we wanted to correct that madness mm -hmm. from the rip. And then being a choreographer and then supplying information to formulate the songs and that kind of thing. So my role, roles, plural, were huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that kind of leads me into a question, which is you you had some experience in the U.S. Army. Is that right? Yes, the United Man. States Army, yeah. And, and how did your military background sort of, sort of shape your approach to your role in, in PE, doing the security stuff that you're talking about? Well, if you ever have seen the movie The Spook Who Sat By The Door, yeah, that was my life. Really? Went in to get what I needed to get to come out to formulate and put those street organizations together. Sure. The street organizations just so happened to be <laughs> the S1Ws. Yeah, so, Absolutely. and I don't even know if most people <clears throat> even know that. So this might be something, a gem that you're getting. Yeah. That, that, that was my plan. Mm. Okay. Just okay. to kind of go in and get the training, get what I need, and come out and just put a military together, put an army together, put an organization together. So was, so I'm in, at least what I'm hearing from that, Griff, is you going in was voluntary or was was it no, 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 no. Mine was voluntary. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, what I, I thought. signed up to go into the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't a, a draft was happening. It wasn't you have to sign up right. at the post office and that kind of skills. thing. Nah. Yep. I oh. I kind of went in. Yeah. I went in as military police, came out as a correctional specialist, okay. which I didn't want to work in prison because the prison, they confined me. Right. Yeah. Right. right, right. But it only led <clears throat> to a bigger work because mm -hmm. I ended up you know, going into Rikers Island with Public Enemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stepping mm -hmm. stones, huh? Right. Wow. Not necessarily stepping stones. That's a that's a cheap way of looking at it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think what happened was, like the doctor, good doctor said, mm -hmm. that military experience working in prisons prepared me to do the prison work with Public Enemy. Yeah, right. okay. Right. I see. We yeah, right. so it's preparation yeah. without Absolutely. me knowing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if I sat on the cell blocks... With the brothers in prison, it was easy for me to sit on the cell blocks with the brothers at Rikers yeah, right. and other prisons Absolutely. that I've been in. It prepared you, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. All right. So, going into, you know, your, your relationship with Public Enemy, could you discuss sort of the process of creating music with them and, and creating, how did you all come together to create, you know, your unique sound and what inspired you? Because it really was unique. Well, I, I'm, first of all, let me say this. I really admire the thought that you've put into these questions. I don't normally get this. Uh, from young people. Oh, thank you. I um, it. it's, it's almost like they question us old cats to see how much we know about the young cats' music. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? So right. almost, that's almost like the test. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on how long the interview is going to be. <laughs> ask that question first. Name some artists that you, that you listened to today. Yeah. <laughs> and if we can come up with three, we good. <laughs> <laughs> so... The process is definitely not the process today. Sure, mm -hmm. yeah. We are, and um, and and more than like, and more, more than me and Doctor Meeks. You're living in a digital age, absolutely, and you're getting a digital frequency. Yeah, we came up in the analog age. Yeah, yeah. so it's totally different. Mm -hmm. So I could come at that question from a vibratory frequency kind of perspective lens that I'm looking back through. Yes, sir. Or I could just say, listen, it was analog. 
we had reel to reels. We had <laughs> tape. We had to cut. Right. We had two inch tapes that we had to kind of. Yeah. We actually had a rewind button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of physicality so, in it. Right. right. Exactly. So the process was totally different. And rather than run you through the entire process, let me just take it from. Um, let me just take it from what it ended up being backwards. Sure. It ended up being warmer. Mm-hmm. It spoke to your soul, your mm-hmm. spirit, different aspects of it, the frequencies and the vibration of it. Spoke to certain aspects of the body, the warmth, mm-hmm. the thickness of it all, encapsulated everything that we wanted to put in the music. Yeah. We didn't have to listen back to our music through a phone. You probably do. Yeah. We didn't have to listen back to our music through a laptop. You understand what I'm saying? I do. We actually listened to it on a booming system. Yeah. Wow. And one artist said, one producer said, it's easy to listen. Your music always sound good in the studio when you're recording it. But when you take it out of the studio and now you got to listen to it through these devices, how good does it sound? Right. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were interrupting that vibratory frequency in the mastering process. Mm. And mm. a lot of times, young cats, you talk mastering, they don't know what that is. Yeah, they don't know about mixing and mastering anything. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> so um, that in and of itself speaks to the process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and let me say, and let me take it two levels deeper. When you say process, it probably means something different to me. Mm-hmm. Process means um, here's the recipe, here's the idea for it. Um, here's some vibe, here's the vibes, here's some cats that's gonna play some play part of some instruments, here's some other cats, that's the producers, the engineer, and you got ten cats making one song. Yeah. Now it's like one cat sitting in his room yeah. in right. his apartment. On his laptop. Right. <laughs> on on his laptop, laptop. Exactly. And just even that, plugging away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even that is different. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. yeah we've yeah. kind of come into this sort of like lo-fi sensibility where it's in the, in the modern age where it's very much like you, you do your own thing, you upload it to SoundCloud, and then you forget about it. A- exactly. So we can honestly say lo-fi carry the one. Mm. <laughs> mm. Wow. <laughs> you understand what I'm wow. Well, let me let me interject here. So, my understanding of, of one of your roles, uh, Griff, was minister of information. Yes. Correctly. So, as the minister of information, correct me if I'm wrong, but were you providing content for the songs, like for Chuck's right. lyrics and everything? Yes. Yeah, so it was either content, and it was done in two or three different ways. Okay. Um, the main way which your name doesn't end up on the record, mm-hmm. is having conversations. Now, we've only been mm. talking seven minutes. I don't know what I gave this brother so far. Mm-hmm. A lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so these are the conversations, and then you're talking Chuck D, right. mm-hmm. a brother who's already there, mm-hmm. and then building with someone like that and having a conversation, getting elevated, and then I'm elevating it, he's elevating it. Ideas for songs came out of those conversations. Okay. And then physically, like here's a cassette. Here's an album. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. Here's a VHS tape. Check this out. Mm-hmm. And and stuff coming from that. Right, right. So, yeah. Okay. So, when you say Minister of Information, it's a lot different than sitting down with someone, helping them pen the song. Got it. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Wow. Man, it's, it's, it's really just interesting to hear because right. there's all these moving parts that you're talking about, all mm-hmm. these different pieces that coalesce and come together. And, you know, I I don't see that in hip-hop so right. much today. Even with how this conversation came about, your approach, what you wanted to talk about, who you are, 
and all that kind of thing meant a lot to me. And Dr. Meeks would tell you, I said, no, you tell him to come get me himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, right. I understand. Yeah, and, and you, you know, you got like, that, but that's your yeah. follow through. Absolutely. And, and it's I, the lesson that you're learning from two older brothers: one with hair, and one with not, <laughs> one without. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for the record, I'm the one without. So uh. <laughs> I can always so, pick you out of crowd. Look for the shiny man. Right. So this is something that you had to learn, part right. of the process in doing this. Absolutely. One day you'll be sitting over here. Yeah, I hope so. How did you get to this point, man? It's like, yeah, let me say, well, one day I wanted to introduce <laughs> Professor Grimm. He wouldn't even do the interview unless Dr. Meeks went up there and got him. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Meeks came back down. I had to go back up. Right, exactly, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. But no, I I appreciate no, I appreciate you clarifying that particular role because I know when I was listening to you all growing up, Griff, I, I was always wondering, like, where are they getting this information from right. and how are y'all putting it all together? And, you know, and, and to see the S1Ws and, you know, all that, I was like, man, I, I was just amazed at how y'all just functioned as a unit. Y'all were right. one of the first right. groups this for me to see, like, truly function as a group or as a unit. And, and, and I do feel, as Elijah asked you earlier, like, that attributes to some of the military <clears throat> training that you, you know. Right. That but you I got. think that came from the FOI and not the United States military. I that can see that too. That came from being yeah. taught by ex-Black Panthers at Hofstra University. Okay. Myself, Flav, and Chuck. Okay. Okay. That come, came from Bomb Squad, who were older gentlemen mm-hmm. who had a lot more knowledge about the music industry and other things. Um, that came from Eric Sadler. That came from Hank Shockley, Keith Shockley. That came from what Terminator X brought to the table and, you know, and the five, six S1Ws that I had yeah. up under me. That came from a, a, a master who ultimately had to put it all together, Chuck D, yeah. who was the one with the contract. Yeah. Right. So so then there was a level, y'all went into this, it sounds like to me, it, y'all went into this with a level of discipline that most other cats exactly. didn't, don't necessarily have going into this. Right. I mean, I, and but at least you could, we can debate this later, Elijah, but definitely, you know, a lot of the younger artists, I, in some ways, I feel like there is a level of discipline with some of the younger cats coming into the industry because, particularly for those who are going independent, well, who, who yeah. choose to remain independent, like right. Chance, the rapper. And, but that's uh, on, a, that's on a business level when you talk discipline in yeah. that kind of way. Okay. And that's taking a couple of business classes, but that's not the discipline. Okay, clarify that then for us, please. Yeah, definitely. Um, I always ask young people this. Could you have survived back then like you're surviving now? Mm. Could you have survived in the analog age? Could you survive this scenario I'm about to give you? Um, You got five stacks in your pocket. Limousine waiting for you. Women that you never could imagine getting their attention, much less their phone number and a date. Pulling at your pants leg on stage. All right? You got guap, money, five stacks in your pocket, yeah. limousine. You got uh, the best ho- room in the hotel. Yeah. All right? Any one of them could have went back with you. Mm-hmm. All right? Could you survive that? Could you wake up alone the next morning? Can you survive all of that? So we talk about a different discipline, Dr. Right. Meeks. Okay. You talking about a business Discipline and the business models today are very, very simplistic and easy. Mm-hmm. They're almost dropped in young people's laps. I'm talking about having to survive, survive all of that that I just mentioned to you, and racism, white supremacy, yeah, being public enemy, mm. and 
hating jealous Negroes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah that is yeah, a different absolutely. kind of discipline. Yeah. So yeah. when you talk about moving a unit like that mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. racist white America. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I and I appreciate the clarity because I was relating it to the business sense, but I also understand where you're coming from, where like it it's true the discipline you all went into this with was true survival tactics. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, to navigate everything that was being thrown at you all. On, and, and I imagine on a constant, constant level. And Chuck said it in the song, move as a team, never move alone. Right. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Terror Dome. Right, mm -hmm. right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, so yeah. a lot of the lyrics and the music has to speak outside of the context mm. of the CD or the album or the digital download in his case. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. If it doesn't, then what is it? Can we take some of those sayings and put them on a T-shirt? To make a collectible. Mm -hmm. Like, what's your favorite artist? You know, I, I, wrote, I wrote this song. You are the song that you sing. Yeah. What's your favorite song? Honestly, you just, so it's interesting because you just, you was talking about survival tactics mm -hmm. and pro era, Joey Badass, you know, they made a song called Survival Tactics, uh, which is one of my, probably maybe my favorite song of all time. And that's, uh, you know, Capital Steez, Joey Badass. That's that's the song I sing. Man. Oh, so give me the line that stuck to the ribs, and normally it's always that first line. Yeah, mm -hmm. that yeah. punches you in the ribs. So you could take any Public Enemy song, mm -hmm. um, bass. How low can you, you go? go? Death mm -hmm. Row. What a brother mm -hmm. know means something to brothers that came up on it. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That that kind of stuff. Yeah, that that stuff means something to us. That's the stuff you can put on a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. Mm -hmm. yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And now before hip-hop, before rap and all of that, when I was coming up, in order to kick it to a female, a chick, you had to at least spit some lyrics from one of them R&B songs. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, a poem or something. Right, right. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? So yeah, this, is, this is very weird. So I ask people, if you are the song that you sing, Mm-hmm. And what is that song? Mm -hmm. Wait a minute now. So it could you yours could be Joey Badass. Uh, what was it called again? Uh, yeah, Survival Tactics. Survival Tactics. You know, and I can throw out the lines. Okay, what's the line? You know, this is something that that spoke to me growing up and just being right. being angry, but like, fuck every corrupt ass politician on Wall Street, nigga. P.E. Public Enemy. They shouted you out. They mm -hmm. said assassinate us, bitch. You know, they said fuck government, fuck listening to shit. You know, you want fucking energy. It, mm. It's like six million ways to die. My nigga choose one. Damn. You know, and All that right. shit hit me. That's what hit me. And Capital Steez, he was he was eighteen when he wrote that bar. Woo, mm. eighteen. He was so, nineteen. So, I'm saying, so he was politicized. Right. I'm not saying by public enemy, but right. I, something sparked you know, that and set that in motion. Exactly. And exactly. I would say it probably right. was public now check enemy. Check this considering out. They so that was you when? Out. What year? Ago? What year? That was 2011. Here we are. In 2023, 2023 going to right. 2024. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you could take that, those lyrics, and place them over what's going on today. Right. But right. see how it works? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not only it's um cyclical, it's reoccurring, mm -hmm. re, R-E, meaning to bind back, go back to, mm -hmm. to do over. All right, re, spec, spec don't mean to look, to re, spec, look again. And that's all we're doing. Yeah. 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 Cyclical. You understand what I'm saying? I so see what you're saying. it's there. A lyrical revolving door. We right. here. Mm -hmm. But you know, this and Elijah, this kind of, this is very similar to the conversation we had with David D and yeah. and Cutting Candy in the sense of that, you know, what I feel Griff is talking on is that's that almost spiritual like essence, you know, coming from 
the the way like you even said it yourself, Griff, like the lyrics that hit you, what what hit you? What's beyond just the beat? You know? Yeah, <laughs> I, just, of, I, just, I just ran into um Byron Hurt, who did the film Beyond Beats and Rhymes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And yeah. that's that's very, very timely. So, you know, let me let me ask you this. We're talking about spiritual yeah. embodiment of hip hop and all that. Mm-hmm. Let me say, you know, we're reflecting on the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Can you share a personal story about like a moment in your career? with PE or maybe on your own that you feel just truly embodies that spirit of hip hop. Something that, something that makes you feel like that's hip hop. That's what that is. That's what that feels like. I think the one that I could probably give, which is the probably the most spiritual one and the most, the shortest one. (laughs) We're in London. Um, Bring the Noise, one of our songs, was sent to us mm. because we didn't actually hear the final pressing. Mm. So one of the producers stayed back, finished it, sent it to us, and just not even hearing it, we did it in the show because we knew it. Right. We did it in the show for the first time. We took a pause and looked yeah. at ourselves like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was just that. Wow. Yo, that song was just that for us. Yeah. In London... Hammersmith Odeon. Wow. Thousands of people. Yeah. 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 We're like, whoa. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? So, and the, the thing about it, though, we didn't have much to say. It was just, we kind of looked at each other like, yo, that was that defining moment. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, damn. So much so, we took aspects of that and we put it on our next album. That's wow. how the next album opened. <laughs> mm. So, wow. it was that defining. Bro. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that is. That's something. To the point where he had to look up at Terminator. He's like, bring that beat back. Bro. Yeah. 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 When you got to tell the DJ to bring it, it back. back. Yeah. It's almost like in the uh, the Jamaican reggae dance hall culture. It's like, rewind. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yep. Absolutely. Wow. So we're talking, uh, we were talking about disciplines uh-huh. a little earlier. And I know this, we were kind of talking about a different kind of disciplines, but you know, I'm I'm kind of interested in your martial arts background mm-hmm. um, because I know you're a skilled martial artist and, and I'm I'm sure that the disciplines of martial arts and the disciplines of the military and the disciplines of public enemy all kind of intersected and right and and whatnot. But I, I'm I'm curious, you know how how that martial arts background affected everything, really. It did affect everything. I believe <laughs> it. I believe it because yeah. you kind of figure now we've been on here 20 minutes and we've talked at least three or four different forms of discipline right yes, sir right um everything it's um it affected my livid which a lot of people call that diet mm-hmm. i don't want to keep speaking die into existence so we live it mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah it affected not only that it affected my overall health mm-hmm. um how i lasted through the music industry physically it affected that. Mm-hmm. It affected my mindset. You understand? I'm staying grounded and staying centered. Um, it affected the idea of uh, the overall discipline as far as how you mastering yourself and controlling yourself. Yeah. Um, even your anger. Yeah. Absolutely. Even knowing how to resolve conflict without putting your hands on somebody. Mm-hmm. Because once you, knowing martial arts, once you put your hands on somebody... And you break a limb and they lose their life and 
you're, you, you know, you're responsible for that. Right. Absolutely. Right now, I'm a firearms instructor. Mm-hmm. So my martial arts has even affected that. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, the overall respecting other people, because a lot of times when we show up in the room, you don't know that person's a black belt. Right, Mm-mm. right. Or ninth degree right. black right. belt that can, you know, that can take you out. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So yeah. You learn to respect that because a lot of the cats that I was rolling with, you you could look at them and be like, yeah, I could probably take them. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. You'll be done in a second. Be, be on the ground. You wouldn't even know what happened. Straight molly whopped up in there. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> no. so um, it balanced a lot of things out for me. Mm. Um, it really made me understand my eye, which is truth, balance, justice, reciprocity, and order. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And um, all of it's not physical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was coming up in the martial arts and we were taught 85% of it mm-hmm. um, is mental. It's only 15% physical. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. get you into physical shape in a month, mm-hmm. but you have the mental capacity and the right. spirit. Take all of that and put that in the envelope and control yourself. Right. I'm one of them individuals like, if I'm, you know, I'm working on a project right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I hear back my own, if I hear my song back played back to me, mm-hmm. and if it sound like anything I've ever heard before, I, I'm trashing it. You're like, this is trash. I just it's don't garbage. want it. I don't. Sure. I yeah. don't want anything that sounded like something else. Right. I'm, I'm trying to pay everything forward to the Elijahs of the world. Right. Right. Absolutely. I don't want it to sound like something that he's ever heard before. Yeah. That's true. I want him to discover and then be able to rediscover the discovery mm-hmm. in him. Mm-hmm. Not being deposited in him, right. pulling up out of him. Look at the term education. All right? The root word to education is educare. Mm. It's a Latin root meaning to draw out of. Mm-hmm. So education is not something you put in Elijah. Mm. It's something you pull out of Elijah. Right. Mm. So first I got to recognize this in him. That's why I submitted to this interview. Because mm. I see something in you. Not something I could put in you. Something you could pull out. Something I could pull out of you. Exactly. I appreciate that. So, well, then, shout out to Joey Badass. Yeah, <laughs> hey, shout out Capital Steve's rest in peace. Yeah, right. you know, but uh, you know, let me let me ask you this then, because we're talking about the genre. We're talking about you want to you want to put out something that, that I ain't never heard before. How do you want to see the genre evolve? You know, over the next decade, over the next fifty years, are there any trends, elements you want to see more of? Stay How away you, from trends. Yeah, stay away from elements. Good. Keep it organic. Organic and original. Um, keep it, we put living foods in the body to stay alive. Nothing mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. Candy bars, you're not going to be able to survive too long. Mm-hmm. Right. Cupcakes, processed foods. How about processed music? Mm-hmm. And there's a whole. Speak on it. Speak on you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. what yeah, about the organic stuff now? Yeah. It keeps the body and the spirit alive. You see the foods that I put in my body mm-hmm. go way beyond the physical aspect of them mm-hmm. i want to put food in my body that's going to touch me and help me grow on a cellular level mm. where are we at with that with the music yeah i'm yeah. not trying to get too deep trust no, me i'm not I, no, I hear, no I hear okay so we then where are we are where are, yeah. where are we then with the with the music with the that's going to touch the cells of yeah. the body you understand that when yeah. you put the song on you don't have to teach people to dance mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just they, automatically they know it. start doing yeah, they it. They feel yeah. it. Yeah, man, it y'all are more intelligent than I am. <laughs> nah, bro. Make my, y'all make my job easy, but I'm <laughs> trying to reach the five to twelve year olds with it. Right, right, mm. right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, absolutely, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So you spoke and even to in the conversation, yeah, I want to be able to say things that's going to spark something on a deeper level. Absolutely. To, so you can prepare his next question as we talk. Yeah. Uh, which I hear him doing. I yeah, am. Absolutely. I am. I am. You can tell. You can tell. I'm like, I'm like, oh, he said this. I gotta weave that in a little bit. So you you said wait because I know Rosa Clemente and Davy D did that. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you you were talking processed music, mm. you know, and I. Me personally, I think there's a lot of that right now, and I'm yeah, yeah I, that's that's a given, you know. How does that make you feel? Seeing so much processed music, seeing the industry kind of become commodified, and 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 uh, I'm um I'm all of these things I'm about to mention. Shell shocked, mm-hmm. angry about it, yeah, hesitant. Um, I've become like uh, nope, don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we went through the process. That's why yeah. you had to come get me. Absolutely. Right. right. Explain right. to me what this is about. Because I'm not talking no foolishness. Yeah. yeah. Um, these are this is this uh, scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm. Never cast your pearls in the midst of swine. Mm. Right. I'm not just giving up this information to anybody. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not doing that ever again. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Um I'm, I feel all those things. And then I'm tired of arguing with young people about it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, and the sad part about this, and this is the deeper aspect, I'm tired of pulling up to the light and I'm seeing the older chick that's 10 years younger than me in her 50s with blonde hair, overweight, eating McDonald's, blasting trap and drill. Mm. That's what you're doing. You're somebody's grandmama. <laughs> yeah. Like, what you doing? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And my argument simply is, in case young people hear this interview, um... Why is the next song sounding like the last song, even if you never heard the last song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and look at who the most popular artist in the world is right now. I mean, it's it's Drake. And and I'm gonna be real, every song to me sounds like the last. Every song sounds like views. It sounds like the last one that we've never heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta add that part to yeah. it because right. the next one's coming out is gonna sound like the last yeah. one right. that you already right. said I heard that before. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the reality yeah. of it, bro. Yeah. And I and I dare and I dare young people to do something different. And I'm telling you, this is an argument for me. It was almost like every week. Mm. It's like, bro, that sound like the other dude. Like, yeah. who is that? I swear. Drake sounded like um Lil Wayne to me. Huh. Mm. And then everyone after that, I'm like, well, who is that? Mm-hmm. So unless the song is saying something extremely different, I don't know who's who. I don't yeah. Absolutely. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And how many hi-hats can you roll, bro? Yeah. Right. Yeah, most definitely. Right. I think from from that point, you know, I think this is where the culture, my hope is, is that the culture celebrates itself, but also continues to critique itself, constructively critique. Right. Um, is it, though? And because why, 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 if it's critiquing itself, why does it have to critique itself in a shootout? Mm, true, in, in yeah. A, in a rapper losing their lives. Yeah, yeah. Is that the critique? No, and no, it should right. not so be. So the end result so, of a 20-year-old putting stacks of money to his ear, mm-hmm. like thousands and thousands of dollars, you mean to tell me you're not setting yourself up to get robbed? You right. are. You are. You yeah, are. You are. But then what does any of that have to do with the music? And excuse me for raising my voice, but no, what does that have to do with the music? But, and, but it that's, and it doesn't. But that's but that's that's the point. I think that's part of the point I'm making, Griff, is that, you know, you know, you mentioned 
you know, seeing what you're seeing in the neighborhood and all that kind of jazz. I mean, it, both older men and older women, you know, yeah. out there like that. But at the same time, you know, I feel like there, the critique should still be happening. And in certain pockets, I don't feel like there is that critique. It's just a constant right. produce, produce, produce. We got to put the product out. Got to put the right, product right, out. Right. And I do feel like that's part of the industry piece. That's the exact It's, a, it's on a conveyor belt. It's, right. it's, being, yeah. it's yeah. just... It's prefabbed. Mm -hmm. You can put the house together in a half a day now instead of building it from the ground <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah, right. you can. It's right. prefab. It's already kind of built. It's who's just the next one? Right. Mm -hmm. They look the same. They got the same kind of thing happening. Right. Everybody has the beard now. Everybody has the tattoo. Everybody has the locks. Everybody has the... And it's just, they, matter of fact, their chicks look alike. <laughs> <laughs> you understand wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me let let me and Doctor Me say something to you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. As we <laughs> as, as we conclude, there's yeah. this thing called jazz. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where the most famous artists never spoke a word on the mic. Mm -hmm. That's right. How did we vibe with that? What part of you had to speak. vibe with that? I'm gonna yeah. leave that with you, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's leave that okay. on the table right there. Absolutely, uh -huh. absolutely. Well, man, I mean, thank you so much for oh, coming Oh, give on. thanks, man. Give thanks, good Absolutely, brother. Absolutely, brother. I just, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. we don't thank Dr. Meeks because he came up with a smooth voice. Yo, Griff, listen. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sid, you had an interview with him at 11 o'clock. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just coming up here to. <laughs> thanks, Dr. Meeks. You're a cool dude ever but, since I met you, but come on, bro. No, nah, bro. <laughs> hey, but no, I mean, but you saw I respected it. Yeah. I, I came back down. Yeah. I said, hey, man, you, you got to go up here. And exactly. Get you know, and I, I did. You know, I mean, you know, we we can run like that, but that's also just, you know, coming up with cats like you, Griff. You know, it was like, nah. But that's if, part of my if, discipline, right? Yeah, if that's yeah. If, you know, and and for me, it was like, well, that's Griff's paradigm. That's what that's what he. Those are the boundaries. Those are the those are the rules of the of engagement, and I need to respect that. Absolutely, and, and it's teaching well, me yeah. too. Right. That's how. So I when learned. he came up, he went to his phone. I said, "Where's the questions, bro?" Oh man, I forgot to send it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. So uh, stay up on his game. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. Now you know the next one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do I need to send you the question? <laughs> Here they go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I told you this yesterday. Yeah. 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 I said yeah. prepare. Some, do your research. Did I not? You said do your research and, and prepare I said, the question. Prepare your question. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, cool. But anyway, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely really brother. Appreciate you. You have a safe Definitely. flight back, man. Um, I'm not gonna say wish you the best. I see you already there, bro. Thank you you understand what I'm saying? Thank you. And um, don't be afraid to kind of push and yeah. pull at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see that on the, on some doors. Some say pull. Yeah. But on the other side, it says say push. push. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So that's true. At the same time, we good. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Pull the best that. out of the, the person that's going to sit in this seat mm -hmm. and in front of this microphone. Yeah. Push a little. Pull a little. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because... Yeah. Um, if you don't ask the question, you're definitely not going to get the answer. Right. Absolutely. That's right. You got to yeah. ask That's the question. Right. If they say, well, I'd rather not talk about that, at least you asked. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Because you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's what they say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. All right. Well. All right. Part yeah. of the battle is being there, being present. Yes, sir. Being yeah. in the now. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. Um, sometimes... Your energy and your vibration, and that fly ass Hawaiian shirt, you just gotta show up. Yeah, man. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, appreciate All right. it, Griff. Everybody. All right. Divinity and me, salutes and celebrations.